0: So the first question, for a quicker repeat, me... yeah, is is uh, Dad, I got a real, I got a crush on this girl that that I just really, 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 really like, and I, and I and I want to go out, and I think she likes me too. How do you address that? So a lot of this is natural feelings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would probably ask if this young man can uh, describe to me what really, really, really like hurt means or what a crush means to him. Obviously they're young, so they're still developing their vocabulary in terms of their feelings and emotions. Uh, I mean, some of them are, you know, thinking that they're in love or it's the end of the world. If, If this person doesn't give me attention, if this person doesn't talk to me, if this person doesn't um you know respond to me the way i want her to respond then it's the end of the world uh and uh, you know it's 14 years old 15 16 years old so uh, really i would i would first and foremost try to engage and ask um, what they really mean and and by by really like her like you know liking that person but but regardless uh let's you know get some some clarity on is it okay to really like someone in islam or is it is it not okay
0: i, I think it's not a choice you have if you like somebody you like somebody yeah. if you don't yes well, i think that not liking somebody is more of a choice than liking somebody
1: yeah absolutely uh or probably both to some extent but i agree with you not liking somebody is more of a choice than liking someone yeah when you like someone, it's just you see the world so differently uh, when they're around uh, your, your days and nights and planning and emotions and thoughts somehow revolve around that person, your planning, your future, your present. Uh, it's like when they smile, the world is smiling at you. When, when right. they're gloomy, the world is gloomy. So is it okay? Yes, of course it's okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. He gave us a heart. He gave us emotions. Um, he created the laws of chemistry and attraction in this world. So is it okay to like someone? To have special feelings for someone? Uh, yeah. It's not, like you said, it's not something that we control. Now, same thing goes with hunger. It's like asking somebody, is it okay to get hungry? And you're The same question applies. I mean, can you skip being hungry without having to eat? Or thirst, for example, and we really feel this in Ramadan, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Our brothers and sisters in New Zealand who are only fasting 11 hours a day, not so much. But for people who are, for example, in Sweden, fasting almost 19 to 20 hours a day, they're really feeling it. Mm -hmm. Now, you're thirsty and you're hungry, Uh, the only way for you to actually quench your thirst and quench your hunger uh, um, is through eating and drinking. But what do you eat? Do you eat just any sort of food? Do you eat any, um, you know, no. You you pick the right food for your body uh, at the right time and the right circumstance. Now, my... First and foremost advice to this young man or young woman uh, is that this feeling is okay, but acting on it and getting involved and and pursuing something you most certainly is, is not going to be of benefit to you at this age. Is it worth it for you to distract yourself from your school, your, you know, you got your SATs coming up, you have to do well in high school. High school is what determines what your college you're going to get into and and your job and your career. And I can almost certainly swear by the Bible, the Quran and the the Old Testament and the New Testament, you're not going to end up with a person that you, you feel that you fall in love with when you're 12 or 13 or 14 years old.
0: So I guess for purposes of somebody who feels this way, and and you know, listening to somebody who's older, uh, you kind of think well, experience, perhaps. But yeah. the experience isn't necessarily it views that experience. It's, it's like well, you just don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Right. But at the least,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the least, I mean, you explain the the thought and what really should be but at the least it's a validation that look this happens and it's okay you don't feel guilty about it you don't feel bad about it understand that that um, this is going to be tough and 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 it's good to talk about it with your parents Mm -hmm. should this happen Mm -hmm. from a parental perspective if your child actually comes and tells you that they have a crush I think the parent should be considered themselves lucky because mm-hmm. most other people, most kids won't tell their parents. Mm-hmm. So if they have that open relationship, I think it's mm-hmm. it's important, right? So now as we are staying on the same topic a little bit, I'm gonna t- twist it a little bit to make it more pertinent. Now, if you have somebody who's older, you have a kid who's 18, 19, 20, 21, and says, look, I wanna find somebody but all i can ever see in any real capacity are the girls that i encounter in college i don't get to see girls who might be muslims or whatever much or at least not in a way that i can sit down and talk to them so but but you know the girls in college well they'll come up and talk and they want to get to know me better and go out and have lunch and dinner and coffee and all that stuff and then I'm expected to marry somebody who's Muslim. Uh, it just doesn't sound, how, how would I even know? Over in the US or in the West, you might, um, you might actually go out and go on a date and get to know them and see them and so on and so forth. And without that benefit, how am I ever gonna find somebody? What do you say to that?
1: Yeah, uh, this is a real concern and a real issue that's been uh, <coughs> residing over our communities for a very long time. Almost every community I go and visit in the West, whether it's in America or Europe or elsewhere, this uh, subject matter comes up. Um, our, our mutual good friend, Dr. Walji, in one of his speeches said, uh, You know, parents take their children to college and, and high school and say, uh, The boy's here. You get to speak to them, work with them. Uh, you know, even drink coffee with them, that's fine, but you cannot marry them. But then they take them to the local Jama'at or mambarga or mosque or Husainiyah, and they say, the boy's here, you don't get to speak to them, you don't get to see them, you don't get to have coffee with them, you don't get to mingle with them, but you must marry them. Hmm. Uh, and that's a huge problem. And it's not Islamic, of course, we've said this thousands and thousands of times over and over again. It is something that is more cultural. Um, we have to provide the right circumstance for our uh, young adults, uh, like you said, starting 18 to 30, to be able to uh, meet one another, speak one, w- with one another, exchange ideas, work on projects, come together, not even in terms of wanting to get married, but work together. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said this the other day, and a lot of them agreed with me, I said, it's very awkward if your first conversation with somebody in your masjid or community, or the first conversation, you sit across from this person, Salaamu Alaikum, Alaikum Salaamu, well, I know your uh, uncle Ahmed's daughter, whatever, they've told us to sit down together. What is your idea of marriage? And the first discussion is about marriage. Now, how many children do you want to have? Where do you want to live? Uh, do you want to work if you're pregnant? Do you want to work after pregnancy? What are the kids' names? It's uh, you don't really get to know this person. Versus if this community, especially the, the board of directors and the people who run this show were actually in that age demographic, they had to work with each other, exchange ideas with each other, talk to each other and so on and so forth. Then when you go to your son and he's 20 years old and you say, do you think anybody in the community is somebody of potential to you? He says, well, I know those three people. Hmm for the past 5 6 years we've worked together we've done projects together i think those three are probably suitable for me but let now let me explore further get to know them and then we'll probably make a decision same same thing goes for the girls because i see that people who are in the ma- age of marriage in the structure that we have in our community currently have to make a list of like 20 suitors and uh and this guy on the exterior sp- I mean, he's a good guy. He's going to medical school. He's becoming an attorney. He comes from a good family. And you send somebody, you know, a young lady to speak to him. And when she comes out, and you're like, well, how did that go? Oh, and horrible. It is. I cannot. And you're wondering why. And it's because they didn't know each other at all. And you didn't know this person at all on a more personal level. Um, So, yes, certainly, you you know, we we had we have a a very informal youth session with uh, with a youth in Houston. Um, And I this is one of the things Mm -hmm. that they discussed is we really wish that we can just work, meet, greet, casually talk about conversations. Mm -hmm. Somebody even suggested a book club, you know, see if this guy is going to be interested in a book club, education. Hmm. Uh, how is their manners when they deal with other people you know Hmm. do I uh, you know
0: so it sounds to me said that you're saying that yeah this is a real issue it's a persistent issue and we need creative solutions that allow them to find a a, a suitable partner without violating principles and laws of Islam. And that's at the end of the day, we need to get a little bit more creative about how that happens and provide opportunities.
1: Um, let me ask you something uh, and just be real on mm-hmm. this answer. Do you think from the age, I would say 18, okay? It could be younger for some people, but let's mm-hmm. say 18. This is It's fair to say 18, between 18 to 30, is it by coincidence that you start having feelings for people, or do you think that are us as humans we have a need and an urge to feel liked and to like someone?
0: Why do you say eighteen? I'm curious.
1: Um, because I think it most likely is present in all eighteen-year-olds and plus. I'm not sure if you know it could be sixteen, it could be younger. That depends on the individual, okay. but it's safe to say 18 you know let's stay safe let's stay safe and say you know let's say 18 this guy's 17 18 years old senior in high school until they're 26 27 28 years old is it is it uh by coincidence that oh if you like you meet somebody that you like them and and okay something tingly happens in your heart or no, as human beings in that age demographic, we're looking, we're monitoring, who's gonna give me attention? I wanna develop those feelings. Uh, to be, Whether it's a man or a woman, what is it? Is it a need or is it a coincidence? I,
0: I, think, I think that's, um, it depends on the individual. No two people are the same in terms of how they process uh, affection, uh, what their needs are for, in terms of affection, what they seek out, so on and so forth, and frankly, uh, you know, we can't, we can't really AI this to death either. You know, what I mean, considering our first topic that we tried to get more data and try to figure out, the reality is that these are hard. These are hard realities. And and another perspective, perhaps, of looking at it would be to see if if this really changes after thirty. What happens if you're forty and fifty, or you lose a spouse? Do you feel the need to to reestablish a relationship, etc. It's a human need at the end of the day. Uh, so, you agree but, it's a human need? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, let's say we grab 100 young men and women, 18 to 30 years old, and we ask them, Have you had romantic feelings about someone? What is the percentage of them coming back and saying yes, and what is the percentage of them coming back saying no?
0: I think the overwhelming majority are going to say
1: yes. So it's almost like it's a need and it has to happen. Yeah. It's not like because I feel like a lot of parents they forget when they were young. They forget when when they were 16, 18, 20, 25 years old and and I think let's face it if you grew up in a in a different country where you barely saw other women Or you barely saw other men. Yes, maybe, maybe when the time of marriage comes and you get to see suitors and whatever those feelings develop. But here for our young men and women who are meeting, you know, each other every day and spending time with Mm -hmm. each other, I think it's, it's, uh, so so with that said, with that said, now, I want to ask you a question. Let's say you were making a decision for our community. would you create an environment and don't you know let's not let's be real lectures and Muharram mm-hmm. and ramadan gatherings where people come just for lectures yes it could mm-hmm. be called youth lectures mm-hmm. and, and they come they listen to a lecture q a and everybody goes home i'm not really talking about that i'm talking about would you create a place which is considered an open space an informal session where they can gather once a week um, as long as the haram and halal are in place, you know, um, and talk about something that is considered current events, something that is considered dear to them, even book reviews, projects, charity, or even how to give back to that center. So it sounds like a structured meeting, not just a free-for-all kind of thing. Well, no. that's that, free-for-all that... in that age demographic. The mm. purpose is not to get married. The purpose is not but the purpose if is if those feelings were to start getting developed you actually you know stay in, within your community and within the folks that you know and within people that you know and and, and fortunately you know we see a lot of people today marriages outside the religion of islam mm-hmm. you know back then it was like uh, if you're pakistani from karachi the question was can you marry somebody from lahore or islamabad <laughs> and this was the discussion now it's Or if you're Iraq, you know, can you marry from Najaf, Basra, Karbala? And this was like, oh no, you have to stick to your... And same thing goes Mm. for the Lebanese and and everybody else. And then it was like, well, if you're, you know, outside, you're in madhab outside. And now it's outside your religion. Mm. So, you know, and and have we done enough? Basically, Mm. what I'm trying to say is, would you create that space? Now that we've understood it's a need, it will happen. Uh, by by nature, would you create an environment where you know our young men and young women are coming together, and we're not telling them, "Oh, you know, go have feelings for each other." This is a good place. No, where discussions are happening, uh, people are getting to know each other, and if feelings were developed, then you're much safer here, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think you're. Uh... Uh, exactly getting to the point that we have to get creative about how it happens and it because certainly you know, sounds like a good idea comes up
1: in, in camps where men yep. and women are going together and some boys start speaking to some girls and oh my god you come back after the camp and the whole community is talking about rumors that this was a dating camp <laughs> Alhamdulillah I haven't been on a camp since uh, probably uh, 2004 <clears throat> or five, but I hear about camps I say you know how was this camp Oh, say this camp is not good. Why is it not good? It's, it's a dating camp. Boys go there to meet girls, girls go there to meet boys. I wonder if people are ready to pass such judgments about, you know, whether those kids... Do you not know that your kids go to shisha joints and, and, and restaurants and... You'd be lucky if they don't go to other places. Uh, But when an Islamic endeavor is taking place, Mm -hmm. okay, let's say hypothetically they're speaking to each other, getting to know each other. Is that a crime? Would you rather have them go behind everybody's back outside that camp on some dating app Mm -hmm. that you have no control Mm -hmm. over? Or no, they're just genuinely talking to each other, getting to know each other and possibly starting a marriage.
0: So as we did yesterday, we're at 7.25 with the one question. So. Can I
1: give one story and end, <laughs> yes, end with one course. question? It's going to be a, a pretty funny story. I hope so. Go but ahead. but but let's stick to this one question. I think it was a pretty cool question. Okay. All right. Uh, and we'll hear uh, comments if you want to look at comments or questions related yeah. to this question. And I'll start the story. The Prophet Jesus, peace be upon peace peace and blessings be upon him. Uh, you know, he never had a home, so he was always traveling. And uh, he reaches a, a village with his with his uh, disciples, and he says to his disciples, Here is my, my treasure. And, uh, and his, his disciples tell him, Maryam, you know, oh the son of Mary, we didn't know that you look for treasures. And you know he says, no, I want to stay in this city. I have a treasure in this city. And you guys go. Once I'm done, I'll meet you guys. This guy goes, knocks at the door of a, a farmer's home. An old lady opens up the door. He says, I'm a traveler. Would you give me a place? Would you give me food? So this lady says, look, I mean, I'm an old lady. My son is poor. Uh, You can rest up here, but don't expect, you know, comfort and food and this and that here. He says, don't worry. He goes in the house about afternoon time, sunset time. A young man comes, he's tired, he's exhausted. He comes home and Isa ibn Maryam says to him, Why are you so depressed? What's wrong with you? He says, listen, my mom has cooked a little meal. Let's just eat this meal, drink something. I want to go back to sleep. And you know, you're a guest here. Don't ask me about how I'm doing. I'm not doing well. So Isa says, "But let's talk about it. Maybe I can help you. And he says, listen, you're so broke that you have to come to my house to, to to rest here. And I am very broke. So what makes you think you can help me? He says, look, try me, try me, just give it a shot. And this guy says, you know, what the heck? I don't have anybody to talk to. This guy is a stranger. Sometimes it feels more natural to talk to a stranger about mm. your problems. Mm. So. He says, listen, I, I work as a gardener in the king's palace. And a few months ago, his daughter came out on the balcony and she walked in the garden while I was working. I saw her and I fell in love with her. She spoke a little bit with me and I'm in love. I can't eat, I can't sleep, I can't drink, I can't, I can't do anything. When I go to work, the days she comes, it's a good day. As long as I get to have a little glimpse at her. The day she doesn't show up, she doesn't walk in the garden, she doesn't go in the balcony, I'm miserable. Today I'm miserable because I didn't get to see her, right? Okay. Sounds like almost a true story that can happen to many people, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Now, Isa says, okay, what, what do you want? He says, what do you mean what do I want? I want to marry her. I want to live my life with her. I love her. She says, I can help. And this guy gets really mad he's like you know what you're you're mocking me you know and uh, and you're making fun of me right basically how can, how can you? she's the she's the king's daughter he says listen what you just listen to me Worst comes to worse you lose your job you're a skilled gardener you can get a farm you can do whatever but just give it a shot tomorrow you go you ask to meet the king you're going give, to be given an audience. Tell the king, I'm honestly here to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. See what the king says. Come back and tells me, tell me. Now, this is a true story. It's a hadith. This guy is so desperate. He's so out of his mind. He goes t- tomorrow to the king's palace. Before he starts work, he says, listen, I need to see the king. So they're like, get to work, man. What do you mean to see the king? The king hears this and he's like, he's a young boy. He probably just needs a raise. He probably needs, you know, uh, Mm. a a brand new mule or a horse, whatever. And he was a good king. He was a a polite king, you know. And he's like, he's my gardener. Let me be kind to him. Send him in. So he's ready to give this guy, you know, a couple of golden coins, whatever. He says, son, how can I help you? So he says, "Uh, your majesty, I'm here for one reason only. What is the reason? I'm here to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. Now everybody starts cracking up, they're laughing at this young guy and he's probably very scared and embarrassed but the king is very smart. He says, that's fine. But before, a prerequisite, before I can even ask my daughter this question, there's a protocol. He says, what is a protocol? He says, the protocol is you bring one camel load of gold, one camel load of silver, you present and then you tell the king that you want to ask for his daughter's hand. Now, you could lose all that money in gold and silver, but that's a protocol. I forgive you because you didn't know, but if you, you know, mm. want to present yourself again, this is the protocol. Basically, in a nice way, the king told him no, which is very nice of the king as well. Gives this guy a couple of golden coins, you know, go, go get back to work, do, you're doing a good job. King says, okay, it's over. This guy comes home, goes straight to Jesus. He says, told you, you're crazy. The prerequisite is I have to have a camel load of gold, camel load of silver, just to utter the words, I don't even have one golden coin, one, gold, one silver coin. So he says, that's it? That's what you're worried about? That's what you're so, you know, I, I got this. You're pulling my legs. He says, no, no, I got this. Tomorrow morning in this yard, you're gonna see two camels full of gold and full of silver. Now imagine, I wonder if this guy was able to sleep that night. Wakes up in the morning, crack a dawn, two camel load, one silver, one, you know, two brand new 2022 Silverados (laughs) packed up with gold and silver. Okay. This guy just drives them to the king. Your majesty, I am here. King is like, this kid found a treasure somewhere. That's all it is. Thank you. I present this to my daughter. I will ask her and get back to you. This guy goes back to gardening and everything. Now, the king probably didn't ask his daughter. Comes back and says, with his you know ministers and everybody, my daughter has accepted, but she wants... 50 camel loads of gold, 50 camel loads of silver, 100 camels as her dowry. This guy comes back to Jesus, long story short, he says, listen, this is what the king says. Jesus the next day says, tomorrow the main street, when you wake up, you're gonna see 100 camels. Check the inventory, take it to the king, marry his daughter. Long story short, he wakes up in the morning, 100 brand new Silverados, Tacoma's packed up with gold and silver, he drives it to the king. The king is like, okay, I hired the wrong gardener. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot I, I was telling the story to uh at a wedding and he's like the, the young groom was like uh I wish I had access to Jesus prior to <laughs> planning my wedding <laughs> <laughs> right? so uh he goes in and the king stands by his promise obviously he's handing over his daughter to a very wealthy man capable man they planned the wedding the king didn't have a son so he makes him heir to the throne everybody's happy this kid suddenly forgets he has an old mom hmm. and that guy that gave him 100 camel loads of gold and silver he's sitting there enjoying the gardens enjoying his Romance and his wife, and everything. And then a while later, his wife tells him, Listen, how did you do this? I mean, you're a simple gardener. How did you do this? And he tells her the story, and she said, You left that man for me? Are you crazy? That man that was giving you all this, but yet you said he was homeless. Mm. He must have something that you missed out on. You, you didn't understand this man. And Jesus was ready to leave that I, village. I thought
0: you were going to say, he would have said, can I meet my mother-in-law?
1: <laughs> you know, so re- Jesus was ready to meet the village with his companions, mm. with his, and he sees this young prince running to him. And he says, my, my treasure has returned. Remember when he got there, he said, My treasure has returned. He says to him, me and my wife want to meet with you. We want you to tell us. The story is very long, it's very beautiful, but they were able to understand that sometimes you must leave something that you feel it's so beautiful, romantic, exotic, special in your life to be able to emulate and to be somebody like Jesus, somebody like Amir al muminin We have hadith Amir al muminin would look at the mountains of gold and silver in his, in his treasure and he would call it yellow and, and white. He wouldn't call it gold and silver. Gold and silver were something else to Imam Ali. And he would say, I have divorced you three times. I will never come back to you. The month of Ramadan, Dr. Hassan, what I was trying to say is the month of Ramadan is where we train ourselves to do that. To look at the beauties of this life and to say, it's easy for me to walk away from it because I have a greater purpose. Because I'm chasing what, and the story says that they became, both of them became the disciples of Jesus, the son of Mary. And it could be that this was the only woman known as the disciple of Jesus besides, uh, you know, her, her young prince. So I, I thought of sharing the story because I think it's relevant to the month of Ramadan it's relevant to the spirit of the of Ramadan and falling in love and <laughs> and uh, and so on and so forth.
0: Well, well, this is clearly not done as a topic, <laughs> um, and and we didn't get to ask all the other questions. I we'll had do that good, tomorrow. I had some doozies for you. I want to, you know, <laughs> throw you off your keel here. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, let's 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 try and do that. Uh, and get some of these questions out, but in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, we're at 7:37, so um, it's getting close to iftar time. I hope, I hope we've made your your uh, evening or pre iftar period a little bit more uh, go by a little faster and enjoy it. With uh, that, we hope to inshallah see you again soon. Say it, any last words.
1: Uh, It's Thursday night, it's a night of du'a in the month of Ramadan It's this beautiful spiritual month Make sure that we spend tonight in prayer for ourselves, for our family, for our friends The power of prayer is unbelievable You know, Especially when you pray for others Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I respond to your prayers when you pray for others So pray for the people of Yemen Pray Mm -hmm. for the people who don't have iftar to break bread with Um, Pray for your neighbors, your family, your cousins, those who are in need, and pray for us as well so that...